Rick, I'm Rick, I'm Rick, I'm Rick. Stick that sword into that snake. You stay out of this. Jafar, Jafar, he's our man. If he can't do it, great. Dwellers and welcome back to Top Shelf Disney Animation Studios Library. I'm Jeff, and there, across not from me, but across the state from me, spiritually, spiritually and emotionally close, and yet physically so far away. TCD with everyone. It's only going to get farther. Hi, TC. Oh, hello, Jeff. <laughs> Good to be. Oh, so good to hear your voice again. I know. I, 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 I did do have a more enjoyable last week. So I did the bonus week, uh, bonus episode last week. And it went more smoothly than the first one. That's good. I still, I, I still missed having you there to chat with. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like whenever you do, not 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 you per se, but like the, the metaphorical you as in me, mm-hmm. whenever you do, <laughs> and if you followed that <laughs> sentence, good on you, because I didn't. Um, but um, like, uh, like, like when I feel like whenever, you, whenever one ends up doing an episode by themselves or it's just them talking for a while, you quickly learn mm-hmm. how much you appreciate another person to bounce things off of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like just watching myself, because I, I did it through a live feed and being able to just see myself <laughs> was helpful. <laughs> like I was, I set up a mirror. I'm like a, I'm like a, I'm like a cat, right? I can just have a friend. <laughs> Jeff, what are we doing here? What is going on? <laughs> I don't know what's happening. But Hello, we... everyone listening. Welcome. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead, Jeff. Continue well, welcome this intro. Back, everybody. Yeah, the intro. It's The intro just goes on and on and on, and there will be a point where the intro will be 45 minutes long, and then we'll just mm-hmm, mm-hmm. push the entire episode in the last 15. But uh, <laughs> Well, we are back again after taking a week hiatus there. I needed to take care of some stuff, and mm-hmm. stuff has been taken care of, and now everything is back. That sounded very cryptic. Yeah, maybe it is. Maybe it's not. <laughs> Jeff's Jeff's in the mob. It's fine. Uh, yeah. Well, now I have to go into hiding. Thanks, DC. Uh, well, oh, it's shoot. fine. It's shoot. Just, uh, mm, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> I'll be able to come out eventually, anyways. Anyways, uh, <laughs> we're back again this week. And this week, in case for some reason you didn't look at the title of this episode, we watched right, right. the 1992 movie i was gonna say animated classic but i'm like i always say that i can't keep saying that the 1992 movie aladdin aladdin should i call you al or maybe just Lad- how about how about laddie, laddie? <laughs> <laughs> yes aladdin 1992 uh so this is the this is the first movie in our fourth set right yes is it, we've we, we are starting a new group in a 10 here. Yep. So this is the first movie we're watching in this group of 10. So if this happens to be your first episode, we are going through the Disney Animation Studios Library, a very specific set of 50-plus films, which started with Snow White and the Seven Dwarves and has stretched through the decades, catching up now to 92 with Aladdin and going all the way to, most recently, Moana as of this recording. Right. And uh, we are, we're doing them in sets of 10, so we're able to do the, the, the wonderful thing of of ranking the movies uh, without having to rank all 50 plus. Right. So, <laughs> yes. Uh, so we just came out, we, we are in the, we are in the Renaissance here. This is, yes. we're, we're deep in the Renaissance. And right it's, here in the it, smack it's, dab in the middle. It's very easy to see that by watching these films. We watched Beauty and the Beast last week, uh, Rescuers Down Under the week before, and Little Mermaid the week before that. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you can definitely tell it compared to the movies that came before those, not all of them, just the ones that were more recent, you know, Rescuers and Black Cauldron in that era, uh, the right. late 70s, early 80s. You can definitely see 
that this is a new renaissance. This, or that you know, it's it's a new era of animation from Disney. The quality is different. The storytelling mm-hmm. is different. The music is different. It's 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 lit- it's night and day. I was gonna say literally yeah. night and day, but I, I, I'm not I'm not that type of person. Um. <laughs> so when when is the last time you watched this? Aside from obviously watching it for this discussion, but previous to watching it for this discussion, when it was the last time you saw Aladdin? You know, I, I was thinking about that. I was trying to I was trying to I was trying to remember when I had last seen it because it had been a while. And honestly, I think it was after Robin Williams died. I'm oh, pretty wow. positive okay. was the last time I had watched it because there was. It's funny. There, there's a lot of things that happen in this movie that I have, in all my countless, excuse me, all my countless viewings of this film, never got. I, I never picked up on them. I never, I never realized. Oh, that's fun. So like you know, new, new, new gags, new jokes, new references, yeah. or and, Liz, and just yeah. little things like the fact that they, uh, you know, like the the thief in the beginning uh, says "My Allah" instead of like "My God." Mm-hmm. Like I went, oh uh, yes, yeah. Okay, that's clever <laughs> wordplay. Okay, I get, or not wordplay, but you know that's clever dialogue. I get you. Mm-hmm. Never in my, you know, never in a million years I, I had I ever caught that uh, in all the in all the previous viewings of it. When was the last time you had seen this movie, TC? It's been it's been a good number of years. Uh, after Robin passed away, uh, Robin Williams passed away. I watched Hook was my my go to movie mm-hmm. so that I could so that I could look at the man. Uh, but I, as much as you love Beauty and the Beast, I really have. Um, a lot of affection for Aladdin. I won't let that affect how I will discuss this movie. I'm not going in this with with big rose colored glasses on it. But um, are you saying I, something? Are you are you no 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 no, no was I was <laughs> I very rose tinted world no, looking did, at Beauty and the Beast because I you did so well with Beauty and the Beast, Jeff. <laughs> you you did so well. You were very critical, more critical than myself even. So good and job I, on there. But uh, thank you very much. And I will say that watching this movie because yeah, this is for me. This one is also like. Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin were the two movies that I watched a ton growing up. Mm-hmm. I definitely went into this movie with a very critical, you know, I'm watching this movie for what it is, not for what I remember it to be. And you you'll, yeah, we'll yeah. eventually come back around to it. But there's, there's a, there's a, I have a couple questions. I have a couple little things that we okay. need to discuss about <laughs> that I'm watching this movie with the, like from the, like from a storyteller's point of view or a technical point of view, I was like, mm-hmm. whoa, that, that's weird. Why is that that? I don't get that. Or well, that seems right. to be kind of like like it. It was actually it was a very eye opening situation watching this mm-hmm. movie. Well, I, I I look forward to hitting those points. I I will say I do remember seeing this one in theaters. I don't have a very strong mm-hmm. recollection of experiencing the whole film, but I do have a moment of remembering. I, my my mom and dad took me, just me, to go see it. I remember I had stretched out in the seats. And it was those old fold fold down movie theater seats. Yep. They were yep. cushiony, but I had somehow like stretched out. And I was only ten years old, so. <laughs> but I had like I was basically laying down somehow. And when the movie was over, I remember my dad asking me, "Were you comfortable?" <laughs> that's my that's my strongest memory of seeing this in the theaters. <laughs> I well, your memory is a lot better than mine. I just remember seeing it. I don't remember. I don't. I don't remember anything happening during the, my screening of the movie. Uh, but I do remember this was the first Disney movie that I have memory of ever seeing in the theaters. I don't think I saw Beauty and the Beast in theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, I, well, I believe that was a VHS tape viewing. You know, as a kid. Uh, but Aladdin, I definitely did see. I did watch Aladdin in the theaters. I, I very much so remember that. But I, 
I don't remember laying on the on the on the on the, on the furniture. <laughs> you don't you don't have a very detailed memory of it. So so Jeff, what is what is this movie about? I mean, oh, if people well, have never seen this movie. What is first, it about? Basically, a uh, guy doesn't want to be who he is. Crazy guy shows up, gives him powers. The end. Hmm? Not the movie. No, sorry, that's a completely <laughs> different movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, basically, it's it is close. The, it's cl- kind of right, um, except he doesn't. Well, give him powers. That actually kind of does happen a little bit, doesn't it? Hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, no. So basically, it's it's the story of Aladdin. Aladdin is a street rat, a scoundrel, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, according mm-hmm. to the people of Agrabah, the city that he lives in, um, and uh, he's longing to be more somebody more than he is. Very classic classic tale actually it's kind of fun that it's a guy character that's doing that that seems to have been in at least a lot of the like earlier princess fairy tale movies that we've seen it's so it, it tended to be the the, the princess that was right, longing right, right. to be somebody that she wasn't mm-hmm. um i guess he does in, have similarities to ariel and bell in right being where you are and dreaming of so much more and right. he even has the he has the i want song Right, he yep. looks at the. He looks. They'll see. I'm so much more. Right, he looks yep. at the street rat riff raff like the the reprise the reprise to uh, the one jump. Yep, I was just gonna say at this point you sang almost all the lyrics just in different orders. So if you wanted to finish the song, you could. I'll let you edit. I'll let you edit it so it's in the proper order. So it's a complete lot of complete uh, with the instrumental. The because I, I have the instrumental. So now everyone, wait, if, congrats! You if just I'm listened missing, to TC singing that. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, I also missed a, if they look closer, no, sir. There you go. You can add that in right there. there look, perfect. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, this That'll totally edit together smoothly. <laughs> seamlessly, seamlessly. Um, uh, no, but so, and so he's longing to be for somewhere else. Meanwhile, our princess of the movie, Princess Jasmine, uh, mm-hmm. who is mm-hmm. being, who is, who have suitors coming for her constantly because she needs to marry a prince, you know, very, very kind of cliche princess story. She doesn't want that life. She wants to have her own life. And so she, she wants to marry for love. Right. Not because she has to. All mm. the meanwhile, the evil Jafar and his mm. bird Iago. <laughs> Iago. Iago. <laughs> his bird Iago is just. Uh, um, anyways, <laughs> they. Uh, I can't do that voice for long. I just die after a bit. No. Um, yeah. Are trying to get the lamp. Which will give him genie and magical powers because he is the oh what is he what is he actually in the um he's the royal vizier he's that's the, it. the Thank yeah he's the um the the uh, advisor to the sultan right um so of course he tries to get the lamp but then Aladdin gets the lamp and then Aladdin gets the genie and then the genie helps him trick Jasmine into falling in love with him but then immediately <laughs> changing his opinion and going no you shouldn't be doing this I don't know why I gave you the ability to do that that was stupid I don't know I'm torn apart in the middle literally because that's in the song and then they find out they love each other and they fight Jasmine wait no fight Jafar that's it they fight Jafar <laughs> and then they live happily ever after but you really you really sped through the end there so <laughs> lots of detail for that opening 20 minutes and then the last well, hour and 10 was just summarized in a sentence and a half <laughs> so this is this is loosely based on the story of Aladdin, which is from A Thousand and One Arabian Nights, which comes from the mythology or the the myth of Scheherazade, who it's funny because that's the first line of uh, well Alibaba had them forty, the Scheherazade had a thousand tales from Never Had a Friend Like Me, 
I will not sing every lyric of that song. <laughs> Are you sure? Are you sure? Am I? Am I uh, is, this, is this entire episode going to be me cutting the lyrics into the songs for you? Is that? What this I will is? sneak in every every Jeff giving you that experience to edit. It'll be like a whole new world for you, oh. a whole new world for you and me. No, okay. So what was I, I talking about? Oh, shares so much. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. The, though this is adapted from. In in some respects, from the Legend of Aladdin, from mm-hmm. A Thousand One Arabian Nights, it's not really the, the, a lot of the elements from the the fairy tale are completely gone in this. He has a genie in a lamp and a genie in a ring. He uh, Jasmine uh, and uh, Jafar's situation isn't there. There's a lot of differences between the source material to this. In fact, uh, uh, this was pointed out to me on Twitter. This has more in common with. The Count of Monte Cristo than it does with the original Aladdin fairy tale, just in a a uh, a peasant f- posing as a prince and mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Um, but uh, I'm not surprised yeah, I mean, I, that we have a Disney property though that does not adhere to the original source material that tightly. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, it's <laughs> I, I I mean I mean we when has that ever happened in any of the movies that we've watched on this podcast? Right, uh. it's the it's the the, the Disneyfication of of stories, and to some degree that can be bad, and to other degrees that can be good. I think in this situation it is good uh, because this this plot, this story, this all works out really nicely. They, this this movie is paced really well, it's plotted really well, and adding too many elements of the original into it would convolute it quite a bit. Um, right. Even going so far as like, if Jafar were to erase everyone's memory of what it was like before he was made Sultan, that adds a whole nother act to this movie of like, oh, Aladdin, the carpet, and Abu remember the past, but no one else does. And I have to convince everybody. And uh, the, I mean, hell, the original <laughs> Aladdin takes place in China, not even oh, yeah. <laughs> in India. <laughs> Little different, just little little tiny differences, you know, between yeah, yeah. the original one and the and this one. I would want, I do want to say you were you were commenting on just like the the pacing and all that. This movie is, and I I noticed it with this one. I didn't notice it as much with Beauty and the Beast, but this one definitely. There's a and it's not just Robin Williams. There's a there's an extra level of clever dialogue and witty like in like humor to this movie mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. is not present in any of the Disney movies leading up to this. Um, you know, we got we got a couple like funny moments in Beauty and the Beast and, and Little Mermaid. This one steps. This one, I actually, it was funny. I was I was watching it, and this thought popped in my head. This one has more in common with Emperor's New Groove, mm-hmm. in the sense that it it's it's almost self aware. Obviously, the the character, the genie, exists somehow in some outside. Time. We'll get to that in the yeah. Just, we'll get to I, that in the theories section. <laughs> exactly, uh, but like the 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 mentality, like the the humor, the jokes in it, the 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 pacing, the fact that I love that Jafar only calls Aladdin Prince a boo boo, like a boo boo. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like why? Uh, That's there's no reason for that gag. Iago the parrot just <laughs> like. <laughs> When Jafar comes, my favorite part of the movie, when Jafar like walks out of uh, his 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 room and Jasmine stops him and he like slams the secret passage door shut on Iago. Oh, on Iago, yeah, yeah. Yep. Like, Jafar, and then, Jafar, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. And then breathe. he just like shoves his foot onto Iago and it's just that, ah, that hurt, that line, <laughs> that whole weird, it's, that's in my head, that's not Disney, but at the same time mm-hmm. it is Disney. Like that's very just 
it's it's aware of what's just funny. It's like you're not supposed yeah. to take any of this seriously at this point. It 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 it, it plays in a in a realm different than we've seen. Well, it's it's funny because we I I called uh, Oliver and Company a learning film, like a, mm-hmm. a trial and error film, in trying to plan it so squarely in the modern day. There's a lot a lot of jokes in this, and not just the genie ripping off all these references and one-liners to all throughout the history of entertainment, mm-hmm. but even something as simple as Iago being like, oh, oh, yeah, that's gone. Not! Like, <laughs> and and it, that, that begs a question, that talking about all those references, talking about a moment like that, having yep. having a little more of this, it's meta, it's, it's meta humor, because it's, it's squarely referential to a modern sense versus the 13th century that it's set in, does that date this movie in any odd way to you? <laughs> so, like, like, I, there wasn't anything, well, okay, I will say this a little bit, especially with the genie's pop culture references, mm-hmm. those mm-hmm. date the movie. Because they are so in the time this movie was released. Because, you know, if, if you look at it, who does he he impersonates Arsenio Hall at one point? Which yes, right. I'm well aware he had you know Arsenio Hall did kind of come back for a little bit, but he's not anywhere near like what he <laughs> yeah. was at the time of this movie. Right, right. You right. know he he impersonates him and Iago's little like not thing is is very early '90s. But mm-hmm. you can, I, I that's one of those things that I feel like has managed to kind of stick around a little bit throughout the years, and it it's still a thing, just maybe not nearly as big again as it was during the time of this movie. Um, I guess I didn't, I just didn't realize how many of those in the time references this movie had made. And now that you bring it up and I am running through them in my head, it kind mm-hmm. of does date the movie, unfortunately. Well, I, I will play the other side of that. I, just to, to, I will disagree that I don't, I, yes, in a sense, a, an Arsenio reference saying not, yes, that will date, that dates the movie in a fashion, but even the references that Robin was making when he was recording this were dated references. He does a Groucho Marx. He does an Ed That's Sullivan. Those are true. decade decades old references. So, and 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 he, so his references, some of them might be dated, just because they are a product of the '90s. But I, the whole of of everything that he offers in this film is from the entire span of entertainment. He's doing things like Ed Sullivan and then Jack Nicholson. He's doing Arsenio Hall. Then he's doing, Hey, you just won the heart of the princess. Where are you going to go to next? That's every Super Bowl ever. So, so now do you think what helped that was because the movie did not take place? Like it wasn't an Oliver and company that took place in the modern day. uh, That was squarely set in present day in New York. Because this took place in India in some time zone or time frame year, we don't know when this is actually taking place. Do you think those references are less apparently dated then? Because it's not, well, this is obviously 1986 and we're seeing, you know, there's, you know, there's a, there's a still a black Michael Jackson and there's like, like, like (laughs) you don't see, you're not seeing that sort of thing because, but because it's not set in that time. Do you think that's helping? I'm sorry, that, that was helps. the one reference I came up with. I, I, I could not That's think okay. of an 86, something from 86 fast enough to save my the, life. It, it, it does help, but I, I, I honestly think what helps the most is that it's Robin Williams doing it. That it's not just a scripted series of one-liners and references, which we, we get a lot now in the animated films that come out now. The, the multitude of references and referential modern-day jokes 
are written into the script. Robin Williams ad-libbed so much of this movie. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, they're okay. This goes to a um, uh, so they're doing a they're doing a remake of Aladdin. They're going to do a live action remake of Aladdin, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of question like, oh, who's going to play the genie? I think Will Smith has been confirmed. I right. think they're fools, fools for doing that because Robin Williams is the genie, and there's no reason not to get the permission of the Williams family right. to do a posthumous performance. He has 16 hours of audio performance as the genie. 16 hours of Robin Williams just doing his thing. He could still be the genie. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I would be one of those people that would flat out just buy. Like if they released, here's the 16 hours of just his audio. Yeah. On, like on a CD or whatever, just or as you know, as, a, as an MP3. It's yeah. 20 bucks. You could just sit and listen to it and be like, "Yes, please. Yes, please." Let's, let's let's keep talking about Robin because I would I would do the same thing too. I would want to hear as much of that as possible. Yeah. Uh, the and, and and real quick to talk about the the element of whether this is dated or not. Even Genie himself is designed by a dated reference. His his design as a character was based on the Al Hirschfeld uh, caricatures that had been around for decades leading up to this. So. Even the design of Genie himself is a reference because Al Hirschfeld is the greatest caricature artist of all time. Mm-hmm. The dude could the dude could craft Al Hirschfeld. Uh, seriously, Google this, guys. Al Hirschfeld could do caricatures with five lines. You yeah. take five strokes of a pen, and you'd be like, "Oh yeah, that's that's the president." <laughs> I have I have a movie poster hanging in my apartment. TC, you know the poster I'm disca- I'm talking yes, about. Yes, that's right. Yep. And it, in that, it's it's uh, for the movie Noises Off. Just look that up as well, anybody out there who doesn't know what that is. But the the poster art was drawn by Hirschfeld, and it's of the actors in the film. And you look at them, and you're like, yeah, okay, yeah, that's, that's them. Yeah. That's them. Like, that's obviously Michael Caine. That's obviously Carol Burnett. That, you know, that's Christopher Reed. You get it. You you look at it. And I, I know that poster is on IMDb. So, but I, yeah, <laughs> I, have, I, have a, I have a giant poster of his work on my wall, and I can completely agree with you on that. It's it and Robin as a performer just brings this character to life and and he he's the first thing anyone's gonna think of with well okay that's not fair to say because there's there's a lot of good in this film but Genie is Robin Williams' performance is one of the biggest reasons this movie is so good right uh, Robin Williams is just a genius and uh, I I I was pretty hurt or pretty um um crushed when he when he passed away uh and to to know the genius the brilliance of this man's mind is uh, 16 hours of this he uh, one of my favorite little bits of trivia about while he was filming while he was doing his vocal recording for genie steven spielberg was filming schindler's list I was, I th- thank and you for bringing this one up because i was going to bring this, it up if you didn't yeah. <laughs> this is this is this is amazing so while while he was recording the uh aladdin robin williams would get calls from steven spielberg who uh, was making Schindler's List at the time, and Spielberg would put Robin on speakerphone during lunch so that Robin could just tell jokes to the cast and the crew to cheer them up because they're freaking making Schindler's List. Oh, yeah. That's not the most. That's not the feel-good movie of the year. <laughs> and he would just he would just perform, and he would just he would work out some material that he was going to do for the genie, and just talk to people and perform for people. And he's just this this legendary comedian and this legendary performance. And that's what elevates this beyond 
the scripted referential humor we get now. It's what sets him even above someone like Dom DeLuise and John Candy, who, for their part, did fine mm-hmm. between the two rescuers, wait, no, Oliver and Company and the rescuers. But it's just the the legend of Robin Williams and his ability that brings Genie to life that makes this so good. <laughs> Right. Well, um, and you know what? And the thing is, is if you if you approach it as this is it's Robin Williams, and you know it's Robin Williams doing these, and you know he improvised these lines. If you approach it in that way, then any of his references, they automatically are they're usually not that you know you kind of forgive them a lot of the a lot of times because if you've ever seen his stand up, his stand up is full of voices and impersonations of of bygone celebrities and people like yeah. that's just what he did it, that was that was that's always been his thing is to bust into those goofy voices every every once in a while or not every once in a while like constantly which just i realize boom, 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 boom. i realize in this movie like when i listened to friend like me and prince ali i was just sitting there going every line is a different voice yeah this guy rob williams even just his his vocal performance is actually him just as a human being is the living embodiment of a pinball game. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I can agree with that. I would flat out agree with that. It's all over the place. He's over here. He's over here. He's down there. He's up there. It doesn't matter what, Oh man. But let's, let's, Mm. let's talk about uh, the, the main character himself, the title character, Aladdin. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I'm curious. Okay. So I already compared him to bell and Ariel in their desire to wanting something more. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about Aladdin as the title character, as this, as the hero and protagonist of this story? It's, uh, he's, he's a, he's an interesting character. Like I, I, it's, it's an, it's a nice change for it to be another guy, uh, another male character as kind mm-hmm. of our, excuse me, as kind of our lead character. Uh, just cause I, again, tend to do, favor the the, fe- the 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 female side and i think that's why i liked aladdin so much as a kid was because i saw aladdin i'm like yes a boy that's a boy that's a boy <laughs> yeah. i can be like him i can i can wear hammer pants with a giant patch on them i can be just like him <laughs> and also perpetually barefoot as most princesses are usually in disney movies it seems like well that is uh, a hmm? that is a good observation yeah mm-hmm. there's more than a few <laughs> barefoot characters is that a, is that a disney trope i think that's a disney trope guys i have not been including it and dang huh. nabbit i should have been <laughs> uh it's one of those subconscious things i i noticed um but uh you know as a as a character he's he's fascinating because you learn a lot about him right away um mm-hmm. and he doesn't seem to falter too much like his character he doesn't have a a massive character arc um in in this film because he comes off he's like he's a good guy you know yes he he steals he's kind of a robin hood uh he's got to steal to eat and he's got to eat to live right and i'll tell you about it when i got the time haha now i'm gonna edit (laughs) myself into that song haha um (laughs) anyone rolling their eyes at puns we will get to a discussion about puns when we talk about jafar but please continue about aladdin uh but like but he's 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 interesting because really all that aladdin wants is he doesn't he's not happy with the life he has he wants something better and then in the end he gets that he gets that better life and he gets the girl and but I, I I still see him as the the good guy because he he definitely is smart think you know he's smart he's fast thinking um, he does get a little greedy towards the middle of the whole like I you know make me a prince so I can win over the girl because that's the mm-hmm. only way that she'll she'll like me she will never like me for who I am blah 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 all that stuff um, oh, yeah 
But I, I don't know. I liked him. I liked him as a excuse me. I liked him as a character. Like, what, what are your thoughts on Aladdin? Well, he's, I can see why. I can see the perspective of people talking about it, like, oh, he's just a thief. He's a liar. He's deceitful. But honestly, through the course of the the movie, watching it this time and really picking apart his development as a person, you're right. He doesn't go very far in his development. He doesn't get what he wants in the end. He earns what he wants in the end because he's a good guy. He, mm-hmm. Even though he does steal to live, he is a good person. He shares. He he does have a bit of honor in him. He he follows the rules that matter in a sense where, yeah, he's stealing from these guys but or from the, the marketplace and whatnot. But um, I can't think of a good example of – him following the rules that matter. Oh, oh! Uh, when he goes into the cave of wonders, he's just going for the lamp. Right. He's not there. Oh, which which shows a a boo? Uh, sorry, a boo. Yeah, a boo, a poo, a poo, a poo, a boo, a boo. It's a boo with a b with a b with a b. A boo? Yeah, a poo uh, is from a, the Simpsons. <laughs> a boo is greedy. A yes. boo is the greedy character. He's the one that licks his lips when he sees the treasure. He's the one that's uh, that's filling. He's taking more than he needs. Mm-hmm. Aladdin isn't greedy. Aladdin has ambition and and he see, and he keeps his eyes on the prize, but he only goes after what he needs. Whereas Abu is the uh, is the the greedy one. So those are that's following the rules that matter. When he goes into the cave of wonders, he looks at it and goes, "Man, one handful of this would make me richer than the Sultan." But we're here for the lamp. Let's keep walking. Right. Um, and 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 he's here for, to to do a job for another person who he doesn't know is a bad guy at this point. Obviously. Right. Right. But he's there helping somebody else out. Yes, the guy yeah, helps yeah. him out, and yes, the guy promised that he would you know pay them some stuff and you know pay some money to make it worth it. But mm-hmm. still, he is he's putting his neck out. For a complete stranger that he doesn't he, know, yeah, you know, and and he d- he does the same when with uh, like he has friendship for the characters that he meets along the f- with uh, with Abu, with Genie, with and even though he's in- enamored with Jasmine when he sees her because her her eyes and her smile, oh, and her hair, right? But <laughs> he's he's also fifteen, sixteen years old, so okay, yeah. I'll forgive him for that. <laughs> but even going so far as having empathy because he asks. When he's told, I can wish for anything, oh, what would you wish for? And he, that's the first thing he asks the genie. And, and to further the, the, the proof of his, his inherent goodness is he immediately understands the gravity of what it means if he truly gets what he wants. When, when, when it's told to him, hey, you'll be the sultan someday, that hits him like a ton of bricks because right. that's not what he wanted. He just wanted to get the girl. And how he went about getting the girl was by faking being a prince and trying to lie to her, even though she saw right through that. As soon as it's like, "Hey, you're getting more than you 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 thought you, uh, more than you bargained for here, pal," that's when he's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, hold on." He understands the gravity of that. <laughs> right. If he was greedy, if he was overly ambitious, that wouldn't even that would make him more of a of a bad person. But no, he he understands the gravity of that, and and. He he decides once he realizes what that means. He set. He even says, "I need to set things right." Oh no! The, after after everything goes terrible, after Jafar gets the lamp, sends him a flying. He picks up Abu. He gets carpet. He says, "I have to go back. I have to set things right. This is all my fault. I have to stop pretending." And he does the right thing. And right, that, that is that a point, true test of his character. Yeah. At that point, he could have easily just been like, "All right, well." Screw them! I'm out of here. And he could have just yeah. taken magic carpet and headed off. You know, granted, magic carpet I don't think would have 
let him, <laughs> you know, uh, but he, he could have, he could have left. He could have gone about and done, just moved elsewhere and like forgot that world and left the world behind him. But, mm-hmm. uh, he, yeah, he decided to go back and, and fix the mess that he had ultimately caused. Yeah. And I, and I think that makes him in within all that adds up to a really quite a, quite a diamond in the rough. He's not greedy. He's not overly ambitious. He, he sets his eyes on Jasmine and, and he wants to pursue her and he tries to give her what he thinks she will want by, yes, he does lie to her, but he's kind of a terrible liar. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little. Uh, so the one, I mean, like, he's no, the one little detail that I liked about that is that they, is that when he is Prince Ali, his <laughs> hat and that like little bluish purple feather that's in his hat, every time right. he flat out lies, it falls into his face. <laughs> they, I, that was something I, I looked into, or I, I was reading. I was reading up on some backstory and like some of the trivia and stuff like that. And uh, while I was watching it, and yeah, every time he he does a flat out lie, it falls down into his face, almost like a "Hey, come on, stop it!" Like, just what <laughs> are you doing? <laughs> that's a that's a really good detail. That's and and that's something that this movie is quite good at. The this goes to what the Renaissance has been so strong for is the details in the structure and the. Uh, I said the pacing and the plot of this are good. The first 15 minutes introduces all the major players except for the genie and carpet. But you get the protagonist, you get the antagonist, you get the themes. Everything is laid out. You get Aladdin, Jafar, Abu, uh, Jasmine, Iago, Sultan, all in the first 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a very well-structured first act. And it, and that first act ends where, where genie shows up and you get carpet. And that's that's really well structured, and the the details of of having a feather flap down when he tells a lie, that's great. That that's that is a credit to why this era of filmmaking is so darn good for these these animated films. Now, with all of that cleverly done structure in the first fifteen minutes of the film, I do want to at least bring up and and moment and just for a minute discuss. There does seem to be almost like there's some stuff missing from the okay. story, and I want to know if maybe I just Maybe I just have never understood it. Maybe I, you know, I need that second opinion uh, to, to to talk me through some of this stuff. Number one, so Genie is all for wishing Aladdin or uh, giving Aladdin or you know granting his wish. I should say. I mean, obviously right, he right. has to, but to make him a star, to make this big huge spectacle. Hey, it's a big huge deal, big deal. Look how Prince all, Ali, like, yeah, Prince yeah. Ali. And then, like two minutes after that scene is done. Jeannie's sitting there going, you need to tell her the truth. Why are you pretending? <laughs> that always bothered me. And I never understood why did Jeannie do a 180? Like, it wasn't even it wasn't even a explanation of, okay, we're going to make you look big and high and mighty just to get you in the door. But then after that, you have to promise me you have to tell her the truth. Like, that line would have, and I guess in my head, fixed that mm-hmm. problem. I just never okay. understood why. Wait, why is why is Genie now all about being truthful? Like, I granted, I get it. I get it. It's 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 kind of his personality is that he he only wants good things, and you know, Genie mm-hmm. Genie does kind of have or doesn't kind of he does have a heart of gold, and he only wants good things for his friends or his masters. But at the same time, it was just like, well, where did that come from? Why? Why all of a sudden? Okay. What changed? Okay. What happened? Well, do you, do you want me to? Uh, Posit a an explanation. Sure. 
uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dust off my English degree and, and sling some bullcrap at you, and you tell me if it sticks. Fantastic. <laughs> this, uh, this segment, does it stick or does it stink? That's, uh, that's <laughs> does it okay. stink or does it stick? It's so easy to it. I will ask you, what, yes. was, what are Aladdin's three wishes? Uh, the ones that he are actually, is actually granted? Yeah. Okay, so the first one is um, he wants to be a prince. Right. So that's the first one, because the first okay. one of getting out of the Cave of Wonders didn't count. That was a freebie. Right, that was free. uh, No more freebies. <laughs> no more freebies. Number two was to save his life. Right, okay. Which Genie kind of inferred and did. Yeah. He didn't actually wish for it technically, but that is what he would have wanted if right. he was able right. to breathe <laughs> and was conscious underwater. And then the third one was to set him was to set Genie free. Okay. And you are correct. Those are his three wishes. We mm-hmm. see the fulfillment of his third wish because he frees the genie. We see the fulfillment of his second wish because he he uh, um, obviously lives. Uh, what What is the fulfillment of his first wish? He wishes to be a prince, right? He wishes to be a prince, which I guess if I, if I know where you're going with this, maybe I don't, mm-hmm. maybe I do. By the end of the movie, he technically is. I, I, I feel that the the fulfillment of this wish is the end of the movie. Right. That the that everything that happens as soon as he makes that wish is to fulfill Aladdin's first request, which is Genie make me a prince. And all Genie has phenomenal cosmic power. He exists outside of time and space. He knows all sees all be and right? So his yep. what he orchestrates is an entire series of events that ends with Aladdin becoming a prince, which includes yeah, I'll make you Prince Ali. You can march into town. Now I'm going to tell you you should tell her the truth. And that turning on a dime mm-hmm. of Genie's personality could all be a part of his master plan to help Aladdin fulfill his wish. Because one thing after another, like everything leads to another event because of that happening. Him and Jasmine do go on their, their magic carpet ride and then mm-hmm. Aladdin gets captured. And then, you know, yeah. that gives time for Jafar to sneak in and then like work his way <laughs> in. And so he would, so what you're saying, you know, that's, that's a very, that's exactly what I thought you where you where I thought you were going with that. And I had never thought of that until just now. So yeah, there you go. There you go. I, I take it or leave it. Or it could just be a matter of, of suspension of disbelief. I was talking to our friend Chad uh, about this, mm-hmm. that's, he he. I was watching it, and he kind of came in the room and saw me watching it. It was like, oh, come on. And he was being very cinema sinsy and, and I'm like, hey, man, just accept that some of this stuff exists. Would you get out of the room? I'm trying to watch this. <laughs> um, I mean, I mean, I mean, uh, it's kind of hard to have a suspension of disbelief. I mean, there is a genie. I mean, right. I, I mean, I, uh... <laughs> except the magic of it. Yeah. Um, so, but it's you know what I it could be a, a a flaw in the structure or or you could accept that my that I I'm giving you a, a theory that sticks take it or leave it. it I don't feel like that personality tick in genie ruins the overall product of the film itself. Oh no, and and the only reason why I bring it up is because I've reached the point in viewing the movie where I become overly critical like overly mm-hmm. analytical about well, what happens in the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. I do that with all the movies that I love and I've seen hundreds and hundreds of times. I've done that with Back to the Future. I've done that <laughs> <Yeah>. with Star <laughs> Wars, obviously. I've done that with you know so many films where I'm just like, okay, now at this point, let's actually really sit and think about why Wait this a is. minute. Yeah. Wait I, a minute. <laughs> I do not believe that this is correct at all. 
Um, <laughs> I, I do want to say, and, and you know, I do know, so I, I had another, I had another one of these that I was going to ask, but I actually, okay. in my head, while you were explaining it, I kind of, I thought it through and I'm not going to worry about the other one. It's not, not nearly as important as why Genie had just changed like that. Um, and I like your, I like your theory. That could very well mm-hmm. be a theory, sir, in the Disney mm-hmm. theory mm-hmm. section. Mm-hmm. We need to put that on the internet. <laughs> Um, <laughs> there's a Reddit about it. It's fine. I'm sure there's, uh, but, uh, the, there is one thing I, I, I did find out that I didn't, I never knew before, but the character of Jasmine went through a massive like overhaul as the, sh- as the movie went along in production. Mm, okay. She was originally supposed to be a spoiled brat. Oh, she was not supposed to be the strong female, you know, the strong female character that she is, unfortunately, until Aladdin has to save her at the end, which I, Pardon me, but anyways, that's another thing that they cut. Originally, she was supposed to be, she was she was originally supposed to be a huge brat that mm-hmm. you know was a spoiled brat that you know I don't want to marry him. I don't blah blah blah. Oh, oh I'm, a, I'm a helpless woman. Really you know, glad they didn't go that way, Ooh, right? That would not have been good. <laughs> but then at the same time, then they did an overhaul and they changed her. She was supposed to be a super like very independent woman. She was going to break herself out of the um, hourglass at the end using okay. the diamond on her tiara. Ah. Uh. Like but no, Aladdin saves her. Right. And and I, I, I do enjoy the balance of her character, like where they ended up with her. I love when, sorry, I'm jumping all around, but I love in the marketplace in the beginning when they first meet and they're doing the whole like, oh, she's my sister. She's a little crazy, like that whole thing. And, and she just rolls with it. She rolls with it. And all the look of, like, the, the way they animated her face to just be like, hello, doctor, how are you? And just kind of, like, bug-eyed <laughs> and kind of goofy looking. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, like that shows more of that that stronger side character. She's not just like, what are you doing? No, I don't know what you're doing. What? No, I, 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 I can't go with this. Like, the fact that she just snaps into it. Or the fact that right. she can also jump over the building. She doesn't need to wait for Aladdin to put the board down so she could walk between the buildings. She will... She'll pull vault her way across just like Aladdin did, you know? And I do like I do like that moment. That's very, <laughs> a very telling, nice bit of a character uh, moment for Jasmine. Right. Uh... So yeah, it's it's her character. Unfortunately, is the one where you can tell that they they were, went into production going one way, and then they changed it to another way, and then they kind of brought it back a little bit because she's a little all over the place in a couple moments in the film. Um, I never understood why she when she got so ticked off at Aladdin, and then see, like a scene later, she's like, "Look, everyone showed up for Father's big announcement," and she's just completely okay with him. <laughs> like, I'm like, "Whoa, what happened there?" Or something happened, and then Jafar's song, which I'm really disappointed that Jafar's um, villain song is not longer than just a flippin' reprise. Uh, um, yeah, <laughs> though I know he originally had he had his own song called uh, it's like I think it was like "Humiliate the Boy." Was what his nice. villain song was supposed to be? Yeah. Okay. But uh, was it was considered too evil, so they they nixed that. Um, I gotta find that. I think there's a demo of that somewhere online. But uh, the the Blu-ray does does have a couple of the. There was eight songs cut from this movie, so surely some of them exist somewhere. I know. Um, uh, your proud of your boy mm-hmm. was part of the original because um, Ashman passed away before this movie was completed. Um, and we've this will be the end of Ashman and Mencken's teaming up to to uh, create many of the memorable songs we hear in the Renaissance. Oh yeah, um, but yeah, I'd love to hear that that Jafar one. So I, I see what you're saying with Jasmine being a weaker character. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I, at I times, don't, not all the times. time, though. Yeah, yeah, not all the time. So, and I, I suppose I'm forgiving of that because it's Aladdin's story, but uh, it's that's a very valid observation that she isn't as strong as uh, Ariel mm-hmm. and Belle, but she still has moxie. You can't deny that. <laughs> <laughs> the girl's got some moxie to her there. She just doesn't understand uh, how commerce works. Uh, that, oh, here's an apple. Pay for it. You're going to cut my hands off? <laughs> Which is really worrisome because she's going to be running this country someday. <laughs> True. Uh, now, one could argue that in the palace, she just has food and never yeah. gets outside of the palace. Well, Jasmine's a little she's, naive about certain things she's of the world. Very we'll sheltered, but yeah, we'll say that. But I, <laughs> I, I, I do still, I do still like Jasmine quite a bit. Uh, oh yeah. Um, but but you know, let's talk about Jafar. So yes. we've we've we we have not talked enough about Jafar. A great entry into the Disney villains library. Oh, also a great yes. entry into the Wizards duel. Hex, we have two. Yes. New, we have <laughs> we have two new magical characters to enter the Wizard duel here between him and Genie. Um, Jafar. Is such a cool villain. I really like <laughs> just his slimy, mu- like literal mustache twirling machinations. He's mm-hmm. so evil. And then to have Iago as his sidekick. This this is my favorite duo of villains. I I like Gaston, but Flu, you know, he's not he's not the most compelling of sidekicks. Iago and Jafar are so distinctly different villains yep. teamed up. They're great. I love these two. And and either one of them could have been a villain, you know, by themselves. Iago could very well have been some, like, a villain in, like, a Jungle Book or, you know, or, Mm -hmm. like, an all animal based uh, uh, Disney film. He could have been one of the bad guys. Because yeah. he kind of is. He, he, he's a bumbling idiot of a bad guy. Um, someone, someone did mention that they don't like Gilbert Godfrey's voice. I had forgotten just how. I like Iago. I love that it's Gilbert Godfrey. I had forgotten just how good he is in that for until the genie shows up, Iago's got all the best lines. His his like a uh, facade of rock, I'm a parrot. Can you believe this guy? Come on. Like <laughs> We gotta go. We gotta back. We gotta get out of here. Take the guns, the knives, the weapons, the and uh, how about this picture? I don't know. I think I'm making a weird face in it. Like that whole like I, 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 as many times as I've seen this movie and I know all the lines and I know all the songs to this one, I still crack up laughing when I hear those lines. Yeah. Always good. It's, it's easy to forget his performance in this. And, and let's be honest, there is not a bad voice, vocal performance in this entire film. Every, every vocal performance in this movie is so spot on, but it's easy to forget that Gilbert Godfrey does bring quite a bit to a character prototype. He's a prototype that we will see to this day echoed in film, like some loud mouth uh, minion sidekick, not, not like the banana. Not the literal minions. minions. (laughs) Um, But he's, it's easy to forget. He's, his performance is quite strong. He is a great bit of vocal performance in this movie. Just outshined by genie. Genie just outshines everyone in this movie. And it's easy to forget just how good, Iago and Jafar and Aladdin himself and Jasmine and Sultan. All these characters are are vocally performed so well. Genie, Genie's, Robin Williams' Genie is like the Heath Ledger of this movie. Yep. You just think of the Joker. You forget how good Thomas Jane is in The Dark Knight. So you forget, yep. much like that, my, my metaphor here, or simile, it's like, <laughs> is that 
I, though yes, I, I can understand why some people would be we would find Gilbert Godfrey grating. I think there's just the perfect amount of him in this. <laughs> oh, exactly, exactly. And 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 I could not imagine the character of Iago would have been a very very different character if it wasn't voiced by Gilbert Godfrey. Yeah. He brings something very unique and very different to the character that. Had it not been him and had it been any other voice, any other actor, it just would mm-hmm. have been, okay, it's just another kind of silly sidekick, you know, that we've yeah, gotten a hundred times before. Even even falling in the same category as someone like John Candy and Dom DeLuise, who we had mm-hmm. seen previously up to this point in that, it's like, oh, a recognizable voice playing a minor character. Yep. Um, but I I feel like he really, he really offers a lot and and he supports he's an, a wonderful supporting character to Jafar the oh. the villain of this story and 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 to get back on Jafar just being so great so evil he's just this hand wringing <laughs> you, you you will obey me i will be sultan like he's He's an idiot. He's an idiot. He's an idiot, but he is an idiot who knows exactly what he wants and who he is. He, you can, if, if mm-hmm. you can look at, or you can look at Jafar and go, you know, you're, you're, you're a bad guy, right? And he'd be like, yes, I yeah. am a bad guy. Yes, I do. <laughs> I do know that I am the bad guy in your story and I'm okay with this. Like it's, it's that, it's that. It's never that he's not aware that he's the villain. Mm-hmm. He knows damn well he's the bad guy, and he doesn't care. He just he yeah, he, he, he loves it. <laughs> he revels in it. He revels yes. it. He's so over the top. And f- funnily enough, though, I I really feel like he is he is this other side of the coin of a character like Maleficent, right? Yes. And there's a lot of similarities between Maleficent and Jafar. Just in there, they both have a staff with magic. They have a bird sidekick. They're very thin and evil <laughs> but whereas <laughs> Maleficent is very cold and calculating and she like restrains her temper until she, it explodes out of her Jafar is just he wears it right on his sleeve like yep. how could you not look at Jafar and go oh yeah you're evil <laughs> <laughs> this is my royal vizier Jafar he's delighted too ecstatic yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's great to meet you although he de- Jafar uh, this goes again to to the cleverness in the script I love he has a run of puns when he when at the end. Of the, well, first of all, he is he does tell Iago at one point, "I love your foul mind," which is a good bird pun. <laughs> but when he's when Aladdin attacks him in the in the climax of the film, he, he's like, "Your time is up," and he puts Jasmine in the in the hourglass, like, "Don't toy with me," and he turns the boo into a toy. Oh, things are really beginning to unravel now, and carpet is destroyed, and it's like maybe we need to get to the point. Swords hit the ground, and like, uh, um, uh, "You cowardly snake!" Oh, and then he turns into a snake. A snake am I? It's it's. It, puns I like to don't think have Jafar... to be a bad thing. What was that? I said puns, puns, puns don't have to be a bad thing. True. He fully embraced the puns. I think if we let Jafar <laughs> keep going for a little while, he would have been, he would have just kept going. He would have, that's all he would have done, would just be a pun after pun after pun. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I do like to think that Jafar is like the younger brother of Maleficent. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, they're I, somehow I will related. Accept that. I will accept that. <laughs> Um, but it's it's fun little things in uh, to the details of him as a character, the details throughout the script that that make it so strong. The nice the nice first act setups that pay off later, the the quick thinking and reflexes of Aladdin being able to dive through a window at the beginning 
pays off in the end when he cleverly gets into the window of the rolling tower before getting crushed. Iago oh, yeah. doing an impression of Jasmine pays off <laughs> later when he does an impression of Jasmine. And um, that's, that's yeah, that's it's just great. Um, just just praising the film for it. Yep, a, a lot of very clever setup, like a lot of little bits and pieces that were introduced prior to them needing to be used later on. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And, 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 I I I I like I like the end of the I like the third act in this movie. I've always enjoyed the third act. Pretty much anything. I mean, I've obviously loved the entire film, but everything from Jafar's song, you know, which I love that Jafar is getting so cocky that this is also <laughs> the this is also the only time in the movie he sings and he is singing a reprise of another character's song as his and he's, he's making just- it his own. You know, what, like, a, what a what a middle finger, <laughs> right? Right. It's like, oh, I know that you had that other song, but I will take the reprise and I will change it for my own, like make it my song. Like I like that is what he does, but mm-hmm. it, it goes to show that there is, and I might be just reading into it too much. There's something uh, different about Jafar: the fact that he's willing to do something along those lines, but he's willing to succumb to the dumbest thing. He gets so <laughs> greedy, he doesn't yeah. think things through entirely. He's just destroyed by his own hubris, and yep. it's it's great. I it, I love his defeat because it's not a standard defeat. He is completely tricked into defeat by Aladdin, who yep. just he's he's always one step ahead, right? Yep. <laughs> Al, why are you bringing me and, into this? <laughs> and, and yeah, oh gosh, the timing on that's so great. Um, <laughs> and he's just like cowering. Genie's just cowering to, behind the wall. To, just Al, what are you? And he's so tiny in the frame too. To, like. Don't bring, you, don't, bring don't bring me into this. <laughs> it's just so... And, and, oh, Sorry, keep the, going. The, the timing <laughs> of all the humor in this movie is so good. But but uh, Jafar ends up becoming the... What what a what an Arabian jinn, so not, not a genie, but a jinn, which is the, the, the history of the magic genie in the lamp, comes from the jinn, D-G-I-N. J-I-N. Jinn's... Uh, in, historically, in in the mythology of them, you get three wishes, but your third wish has to be to wish them back into the lamp or the bottle that they came from, because once they've they've successfully honored their three wishes, they're free. In oh. in according to the mythology of genies, because they have been tricked and trapped within their their lamps, because they have phenomenal cosmic power that they would use to destroy the universe. So the third wish always has to be to wish them back in their bottle, and uh, and that's Jafar represents that evil genie so much more than the the very heartfelt, uh, like you said, the the golden um, having a heart of gold genie mm-hmm. that. Uh, that we have with 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 Ryan Williams, um, I just think that's a, a great another great bit of detail that they they put into into this film. Dang man, I did not catch any of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you know, know what? There, there's a character we're forgetting. Uh, now, I did I forgot to mention Raja earlier. Raja is a great character. Mm-hmm. And also, the Disney animators were like. Uh, let's stop doing stripes and spots, people. Hand drawing that crap is really difficult. <laughs> Solid of, colors from here on out, guys, okay? <laughs> one of the best characters in this whole movie is Carpet. That complete, no, seriously. No, Think I of agree. The, 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 uh, the fact that they were able to give so much character to a completely mute individual. With no Everything, face. No, no face. facial expressions. 
it's a carpet with tassels, yep. and they were able to animate this fully realized character. It's yep. a, it's an incredible achievement in animation. That carpet is so. It's easy to forget him because he doesn't have a voice to go with him. But he is he is as much heroic in this as Aladdin and Abu and Jasmine and all the other heroes in this. He saves Aladdin twice. Mm, yes. From, from his death. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, because he saves him in the uh, Cave of Wonders. Yep, yep. Um, and, and then... Uh, and he, and he gets him back to right. Agrabah, yeah. Which, by the way, they made and, super good time. <laughs> well, so there, there, someone did comment on the, like, they go from Agrabah to Greece to China. Like, oh, come on. They go to Egypt. Like, hey, what part of magic carpet don't you understand? <laughs> All that apparently that in like an hour or so, really. I mean. He's magic. He can transport them. He's a magic carpet. Come on now. <laughs> magic carpet can travel around in time and space. And it's yes. blue. Yes. Yeah, I think it's a TARDIS. And it gives us this is the best D- Disney duet. Ah, uh, yes, whole, a whole new world is the hands down the best Disney duet. Go ahead, challenge me on it, Jeff. I dare you. Up until this time frame, yes. Okay, <laughs> we will have more We're, in the future. We are going to have more in the future. I'm thinking of one particular other one that I absolutely love, but uh, I, I mean, a whole new world was. And it, uh, yeah, no, I agree with you. A whole new world is. Easily one of two of my yeah. of, of, of the greatest duet songs. Uh, Andrea commented on, our, on our, our Facebook page that it gives her it still gives her goosebumps. And yes, <laughs> it's absolutely. so well written. It's so, so well, beautifully written, beautifully animated. It's such a it's an amazing falling in love song that Disney will continue to try to repeat from this point on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, hands down the best Disney duet. Before, I mean, there isn't even that many duets up to this point anyway. Right. Because I was even thinking like, oh, well, Beauty and the Beast is a great love song. Oh, that's a solo. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's not a duet. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's see. There's. The, do you want, you, want, you want some Katzenberg trivia here? Oh, we, let's we, do it. We are one movie away, folks, from the end of Jeffrey Katzenberg's uh, era in, in the Disney Animation Studios. Lion King... <sighs> Is his last film? I will uh, not he w- miss him. <laughs> yeah, well, l- listen to some. Listen to some of this because, again, like I mentioned last time, he was responsible for some good. He True. D- he did make Beauty and the Beast. He sent Beauty and the Beast in the right direction because of Little Mermaid, and he did it with this as well. That um, that uh, there, there's actually it's it was they called it Black Friday in the Disney Animation Studios, in the studios themselves. Katzenberg came in. Uh, into Disney and scrapped virtually everything that they had been working on for months and told them to start all over again with a He didn't even, he didn't even watch a cut of it. He didn't even watch any, anything that they had. He just came in having seen the, the, uh, the rumor mill talking about what Disney was creating. And he said, start over. We're, we're starting over. Uh, one of the things he changed was, uh, they had designed Aladdin to look like Michael J. Fox, mm-hmm. and and he said, "Women will not be attracted to an animated Michael J. Fox. Make him look like Tom Cruise," <laughs> and that's how we got the Aladdin that we got. Now, to be fair, Aladdin's a cute guy. He's a oh, cute yeah. guy. He's uh, he's he, so that's a good call. Good call, Mister Jeff Katz, uh, <laughs> that you would do that. Um, and a lot of a lot of what was lost came from the fact that he wanted to to 
find a meet a balance between what was successful in Little Mermaid and what was successful with Beauty and the Beast's uh, test screenings and whatnot. Because all these movies were in develop overlapping each other, and so according to Jeffrey Katzenberg, the the happy medium between Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast is Aladdin, and I can kind of see that because where Beauty and the Beast is much more theatrical, very more stagey, mm-hmm. and Little Mermaid is is a bit more. It's a it's a goofy musical cartoon. Aladdin fits right there in the middle there, and I, and I, I as much as Katzenberg bugs me for some of his decision making, it did get us the movie we got right. True, and but I could not big, imagine this movie being anything else but what it is right now. Right now, there's there's one more thing he did though that was pretty crappy, <laughs> and I don't think was necessary at all. When Robin Williams signed on to do this, yeah. He took scale, which means that's the lowest possible amount of money he could make doing his performance, and he said he wanted no marketing with him. He didn't want his voice to be used in any of the advertisements or the video games or the toys, and if they were going to put Genie on the movie poster, he had to take up less than 25% of the poster. And Jeffrey Katzenberg said, yeah, yeah, we'll do that. They negotiated, they signed, they agreed, and Katz said no. We got freaking Robin Williams. The word is out. He's huge. We need to put him everywhere and completely broke contracts with Robin Williams mm-hmm. to the point that Robin wouldn't go to the premiere. He would not work. He broke every tie he had with Disney because he was just, he was, he was, his requests were dismissed. Jeffrey Katzenberg thought strictly on dollars and cents and didn't honor the requests of this, of, of the, the man himself. And, and that that ruined Robin's relationship with Disney for years. Michael Eisner tried to apologize. He listen to this. Michael Eisner bought Robin Williams a Picasso as an apology. That's like some a, apology. An, yeah, an original <laughs> Picasso. And Robin wouldn't accept it. He sent it back. And it took Jeffrey Katzenberg getting fired. And the 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 new guy who came in, Joe Roth, who took over for for Katzenberg, mm-hmm. one of the first things Joe Roth did was came out publicly and apologized to Robin Williams and and promised to right every wrong that had been made and did it. He honored he honored all of Robin's requests in everything that followed with Aladdin to the point where if you look at anything released by Aladdin about Aladdin now, Robin Williams's name won't be on it. They'll refer to the voice of the genie. Which, or, which is interesting. Yeah, yeah. Or, or or Jasmine and Aladdin on the magic carpet will be the bigger image on the picture as opposed to Genie himself. Mm-hmm. And it was and it was that public apology and whatnot that that Williams was so so touched that they went to so much trouble to make up for Jeffrey Katzenberg's mistakes that he came back and voiced the Genie for the third film in this Aladdin thriller Aladdin trilogy. So we're gonna watch parts two and three next week, right, guys? That's what we're doing. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna completely just negate our decision to not watch any of the. Dra- oh no, okay. No, no, no. So, someone did ask if if we could watch any of the. I don't know if you listened to last week's episode, but someone did ask if if we could watch one of the any of the Disney sequels. I did say I'd like to watch the third one because it's Robin Williams. I would watch the third one. I remember yeah. seeing the second one. 
Mm-hmm. And I remember being, that's not right. That's not the genie. Like I remember even at that age, knowing that that was not the genie. It's, ho- it's, it's Homer, Homer Simpson. Yeah. It's Dan Castellaneta <laughs> doing, like, doing a, a, yeah. an okay Robin Williams impersonation, which apparently mm-hmm. going along with that story you were telling uh, just now, which made me sound like it was a story. It wasn't real. No, uh, going along with what you were discussing about, about the uh, coming, him coming back to do the third one, Dan Castellaneta had recorded the genie's lines already for the third movie. Oh, and oh, they ditched them oh. so that way Robin could do his or they could they could get Robin's voice. Do you think do you think Dan Castell was offended or was he like, "Oh no, it's Robin Williams, go ahead." I feel like <laughs> I feel like for him because I mean they were they were already like a handful of seasons into the Simpsons and he was already making decent money. I'm pretty I I would like to think Dan Castellaneta was like, "Okay, that's fine. It's Robin yeah. Williams. I'm not going to I'm not going to you don't complain about Robin Williams." Mm-hmm. You know, Especially because I'm sure they're, they're, you know, they're, it could have very well, because, I mean, hey, voice actors, any kind of actor in Hollywood or any kind of voice actor in Hollywood probably would understand, like, oh, Katzenberg screwed Robin over? Okay, I don't blame him for not coming back. Okay, fine, yeah, yeah I guess I'll do it for a paycheck, you know, and then hearing, like, them apologizing and then Robin wanting to come back, I, I would be like, okay, nope, it's cool, everything's what fine a- now, you guys, you can do yeah. your thing. What a, what a putz, Jeffrey Katzenberg, to, to pull a <laughs> move you. like that's... It was unnecessary. Anybody who would who would go to see Aladdin is going to walk out there and go and tell people, "Holy crap, Robin Williams is amazing in this." Oh yeah, like you don't need to advertise with with Robin Williams and the genie. That, that his performance alone is going to sell this film. So, it's just that's there you go. That's a, that's a balance between, hey, that was a good decision, and oh wow, that was a terrible decision. What were you thinking? <laughs> and it's decisions like this. It's decisions like this that had to have led to Eisner not trusting Katzenberg to carry on Disney. Right. Uh, because once Lion King comes along, and we'll talk about it next week, the the end of Katzenberg's era. Obviously, I don't want to go into too much detail about it because it's this is a podcast about Disney, not Jeffrey Katzenberg. But <laughs> I don't know. The last handful of weeks, we've been getting very close to it becoming the, the Katzenberg show. <laughs> like, we were just, we're, we're, we're reaching it. We're reaching that point, guys. And... <laughs> Well, Jeff, would you would you sit down, sit a kid down in front of this? Do you feel like this is a good movie for a family to watch? That Absolutely, there, there are lessons to be had here. Absolutely, yeah. there's. Yeah. This is I I I'm I'm not saying that because I have watched this with my nieces, <laughs> and I know <laughs> they they've liked it. Um, but uh, it's 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 a fun movie that is a really great balance between being for kids and being for adults. You know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of references, especially there's a lot of references that people our age and maybe 10 years older would absolutely get it'd be all over yeah. for they know who Roddy Dangerfield are is they know who Arsenio Hall is they get those gags they get the, they mm-hmm. get what the genie does but then at the same right. time but- it's a good princess prince you know f- kind of fairy tale esque story it's got a good adventure for the boys it's got a, a you know like a love story for girls and and I don't want to please I'm not categorizing that by all means the girls could definitely enjoy the adventure the boys can enjoy the love story i know i did um <laughs> when 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 magic carpet like pushes aladdin up uh after they do a whole new world and it forces them into the kiss i remember that mm-hmm. as a kid being like oh, <laughs> is that the first time a kiss has happened midway through a movie I have we ever seen hmm. i don't know if we've ever seen because there's more than one kiss in this as well yeah, she kisses Aladdin. Kisses her right there in the middle after a whole new world. Um, Jasmine kisses Jafar as a distraction. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I love that <laughs> they stop fighting to go. Ugh. 
Uh, yeah, I would totally. Any this movie's just works on every level. I don't. I don't know how you could not like this movie. Mm-hmm. And it's just that's the Disney Renaissance. Boy, people are gonna either get sick of this is this is hashtag package, package films at this point because we Yay! we say it so much, <laughs> but it it is so crucial to point out that this run of movies is so influential. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Mm-hmm. This is what people think of when they think of Disney, this era of filmmaking. So, right. yeah, I would definitely sit anyone down to watch this, kid or adult. Um, and, uh, and yeah, yeah. And we have, we have some great comments from the – I'm just going to hit up the comments real quick. Uh, if you'd like to comment on a thread, you can go to facebook.com slash topshelfpod. We put we put up a post before we record. If you want us to talk about anything, we'll try to get to it. Or if you want to tweet at me at TC's Big Head or at Jeff at Random Bell. Jeff, any tweets? Um, unfortunately, I do not have any tweets. I was just gonna look real quick. Okay. I haven't been on Twitter <laughs> in forever, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, well, I do have a couple comments here. Uh, the uh, first is uh, Chris Scholes says the merchant is genie, which is yes, that is yes. true. The merchant at the very beginning of the movie is. Voiced by Robin Williams, it is it, uh, script-wise, it was intended to be the genie recounting the tale. They that was going to be in that. my in my theory section because it was for the longest time a theory, but they did come out what like a year or so ago and confirmed yeah, it. Just very recently confirmed it. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, uh, so a theory from let's see. Wyatt asks. Oh no, sorry. A comment um, from from Wyatt. Uh, Princess Jasmine. She appears to be one of the Disney heroines that is both reactive and active which is a pretty interesting juxtaposition in my opinion uh yes we and we and we discussed that why that it could be because jasmine her personality was altered so much in the the development of this film that her proactive and reactiveness is demonstrated across the board you can have something where she's very capable of of very empowered and then you have something of her like sobbing over the dead boy from the market she met. Take that as you will. I I don't see a lot of problem with how Jasmine is is characterizing yeah. this. But yeah, it's maybe that just makes her a fuller character that she is both active and reactive. <laughs> Good point. Uh, all right. So, yeah. I have nothing uh, to add then, to that. Sorry, I have nothing to add to that. <laughs> oh, that's that's fine. Um, there's a oh, shoot. Who wrote it? Um, uh, Beauty and the Beast. Bell says, um, "A prince in disguise." Magic Sword Fights is her favorite book, Aladdin. Oh, that's a good point. Did she does she not also say like a magic carpet? Does she say that? Uh, is that I'm 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 gonna go to the comment itself I can find it real quick. Um uh, but I don't think she says magic carpet, but she does say magic, magic. swords. Magic yeah. a sword uh, fight prince, and a prince, prince in disguise. disguise. Yeah. That's a good point. Guys. <laughs> well, and then if we're gonna make that connections, I mean when the Sultan is stacking his little figurines of animals. Yeah, um, yeah. By his chair, the beast is one of them. Okay. If, if, okay. So then, if you're, wait, if you're not wait, aware, so then, the beast is in is one of those tiny little figurines he's stacking. Okay, I can think of the moment. So, are you saying that in Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast is a story or a thing? Because if that's the case, how is Aladdin a story in Beauty and the Beast? Oh, I've gone cross-eyed. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Exa- well, I mean, how does Jeannie know oh, about all of these th- things? Well, I, we'll touch that in a second. It was Natasia who, <laughs> on a Facebook page who, who said that. I love this movie. How can you not? Daring sword fights, magic spells, magic a prince spells. in disguise. That's what it was. Yeah, there we go. So, yes, thank you for pointing that out, Natasha. I had not thought of that's that's very fun <laughs> i love that idea <laughs> and that does lend to our theory that uh, beauty and the beast 
uh, does exist outside of some of the other stories because she recognizes them as stories. So Right. She recognizes awesome. Prince Charming. She recognizes that there's <laughs> these magic and sword fights and stuff like that. I mean, yeah. we, we you could definitely look at this, you know, we're, we're in that era of these movies where people have started making connections to mm-hmm. future Disney movies. And I know, you know, this is a thing like Pixar did, or does still, where in one of their animated films, they will put a character or a reference to a upcoming you know, animated film of theirs. Right, right, right. You know, so, Nemo so that way, and, yeah, yeah. You, you, little Nemo doll and a little Jesse doll is in Mon- is in Boo's bedroom in Monsters Inc. Um, mm-hmm. Hugs a lot or hugs a bit, hugsy bear hugs a lot. The the the, H- the bad guy from Toy Story three. Hugzo, Hugzo <laughs> is in the little Lats- girls' Lats- room. Lotso, Lotso right. uh, is in the little girls' room in Up when the balloons mm-hmm. passes oh. by her. He's sitting just in oh. the room. Like there's there's a lot of those connections. So some people have started speculating that okay, so. In Beauty and the Beast, you know, Belle is referencing the next film by that line. She's referencing Aladdin. Oh yeah. Okay. In Aladdin, they go to uh, they go to Egypt, Greece, and uh, China. Well, they go to right. Greece where Hercules will take place at. Oh yeah. And they go to China, which is where Mulan will take place at. China, Japan. China, China. China. Yeah. Okay, sorry, I haven't seen Mulan. I apologize. Uh, <laughs> um, but like, like there's, there's, there. People are making those connections that they're actually oh, that's clever, right? referencing the next films. Now, granted, those movies are not immediately after Aladdin. Those are a couple films down the line. But mm-hmm. some people have started making those connections. That's great. Yeah, I, did, I didn't even put that together. That they go to Greece and, and China, and we got those movies coming out. That's really cool. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's. I do have a, a couple theories we've already touched on. Uh, one of them that's the favorites. I f- I feel there's a lot about this online. Mm-hmm. Is that Aladdin takes place in the future? Yes. Because Genie says he's been in there for ten thousand years. He's referencing all of these modern day or contemporary era references uh movie stars and whatnot he knows what cars are right oh there's a sebastian comes out of the book (laughs) how to make a prince (laughs) king King crab yeah uh but so so the the theory is that agrabah is a is in the far 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 flung future post post apocalyptic and that uh all these people exist in some future scape i though I, i i like that theory i think that's kind of an interesting theory i think i more subscribe to the idea that genie has phenomenal cosmic powers he exists much like merlin does merlin can travel through time and space i think that's that's where genie comes uh to as well that he 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 knows all this stuff because he can see all this stuff right right somebody was trying to uh to extend this theory by pointing out the fact that uh, magic carpet shows up in what is it hunchback of notre dame oh really um and it shows up in the the princess and the frog Oh, okay. So then that would support the future theory, right? Right. Yep. Because of if, mm. if Genie hasn't seen uh Magic Carpet in a few millennia, they've obviously been friends. They've been they've you know, they've hung out before, but that means Magic Carpet is just as old as probably the Genie is. And he and, and Magic Carpet's been around for a long time. But when was Magic Carpet made magic? Did Magic Carpet start off as a regular carpet and then get transformed <laughs> then into magic? Like, you know, 
because you see, see this is why yeah. Anyways, this yeah. is why we need did, and I, I had referenced the uh, I conceptualized the uh, Merlin and Arthur show mm-hmm. where they travel throughout time and history this is what we need we need it so we can see the origin of all these car- where did carpet come from let's go back and find out let's do it <laughs> I would watch the crap out of that show guys <laughs> guys you don't understand okay we I would I would I would be that show's biggest fan I probably would also be the writer of it. Okay, just throwing that out there. TC and I are, we're doing the show. Never mind. We're yeah, done with this we'll, podcast. We'll put, it, <laughs> we'll put it together. Jeff and I will, will, will at least three seasons, and we will we will send Arthur and Merlin on a G-rated Rick and Morty-style adventure through all the Disney universes. We're Man, doing it, folks. It's happening. That would be brilliant. <laughs> Hashtag Q-walla. <laughs> Oh, hashtag Kuala. So good. So good. Well, uh, so you, you you hit my two theories. Um, let me oh, do okay. my Disney tropes real quick. Okay, do you please. have any more theories yeah. or any other uh, tweets no, from no, anybody? No. Fire it off. Keep let's, going. Let's do the, let's, let me do my tropes real quick, and then we will wrap up with the one final question, TZ. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. TZ. Um, I'm not going to do it. I was just, just going to ask you where, you, where, where you'd rank it, but uh, I think we know where that's going to be. Uh, <laughs> so let's do the Disney trope. So, okay, so we have, we have a handful of them for this week. Uh, you guys should not be surprised at all because these are just commonplace Disney plot points at this point. Right, right. We, I, we I, a- like, I like that we do the tropes because this is, this, it's, it does seem like an innocuous little like trivial thing that we talk about, but I yeah. think that this, this uh, being able to acknowledge that they do these things time and time again is both beneficial in that you see the history repeating itself yeah. in many good ways as well as what could potentially be as a negative thing like wow they keep going back to this well so right. I think it's worth mentioning so, someone did comment like why do you guys keep doing the tropes it's boring but I'm I'm defending it because I think it's worth mentioning these repeat themes and ideas so please hit it up Jeff what do we got so what we got is we have uh, the single parent of the protagonist of mm-hmm. course uh, not not yep. Aladdin this time, though if they had kept the Proud of Your Boy song in, we would have seen that Aladdin had just a mom. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's for that's for Jasmine, uh, the bubbly, mustached, rotund parent of the protagonist. <laughs> there you go. Another one of those. <laughs> Another one of those. Uh, the villain has an animal sidekick. The protagonist has an animal sidekick, and that goes for both yes. yeah. uh, Jasmine and Aladdin. That's a lot of, yeah, that's right. Oh, God, I keep forgetting about Raja. Right? <laughs> I wrote it down in reference to Abu and Aladdin, and then I, then when Raja showed up, I went, oh, that still works for Jasmine, too, actually. <laughs> uh, and then finally, the villain succumbs to his own doing. So much like in The Black ah, yes. Cauldron or any of those, you know, some of those other films, it's his own stupidity um, mm-hmm. that led to its, his demise. Granted, he doesn't get killed, but he does get beaten by right. the end of the film, quote unquote. Well, the, you you did miss one fun little Disney mm-hmm. trope. It's mm-hmm. the voice of Jim Cummings. Oh yes, Jim Cummings and Frank. What is it? Frank Welker? Uh, Weller? Frank? Uh, hold on, hold on. What's the other guy's name? Uh, Frank Welker, who does Abu and Raja. Oh yes, yes, yes. You had mentioned him yep. last week. Yep, he's or been doing doing for a while, and then Jim Cummings getting. Uh, Jim Cummings did, I think he did the the, the main guard. Yes, uh, you the, idiots, we all got swords. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then yep. Uh, he does, um, oh, because fr- I think Frank Welker ended up doing uh, the Cave of Wonders. Yeah, he does the Cave of Wonders. Yeah, I thought yeah. Jim Cummings did the Cave of Wonders, but those two voice actors that you know who they are. You guys know yeah, Jim, who they are. <laughs> Jim, Jim Cummings started doing voices for Disney 
1989 with mm-hmm. Chippendale Rescue Rangers. He was he was a slew of voices on that show, and this guy is still doing voices for Disney. Oh, like yeah. He still has a character in every Disney animated movie that comes out, and uh, that's that's just that's just great. I remember learning of Jim Cummings about the time that this movie came out, maybe a little after, right, where I was subscribed to Disney Magazine. Um, and watching the Disney in the afternoon and starting to like hear and recognize his voice. Well, and, and he does, he, he does fantastic impersonations of people. Oh he, yeah. He yeah. can nail like he, and cause he's also one of those where he can do singing parts as well. He's not just a mm-hmm. voice actor. Uh, but he, he'll, he'll nail a singing impersonation of a person. He may or may not show up in our next film impersonating one of the actors for their singing voice. Oh, okay. For maybe just part of a song. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I, I do know that he voices a hyena, but I, didn't, I was not aware he was... Well, anyway, we'll get to that. So just a little Jim Cummings right there. We will be seeing that name pop up for the rest of this. So it'll just be Forever. like, hey, Jim Cummings did this voice. He doesn't have any major, major characters until quite a few movies from now. But mm-hmm. um, there you go. So that was just something I wanted to mark, remark on there. Uh, yeah. Anything else? What did, did we forget anything? Not that I could think of, uh, except for TC, where of all the movies that we have watched oh, so far, Jeff, 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 Jeff where would know. you rank this one? <laughs> well, Jeff, uh, allow me my standard preamble leading up to giving you my answer. I'm surprised. I, th- we talked about this movie much longer than I thought we were. We yeah, had a lot to say here because I, I expected this to kind of fall into the length of our our regular episodes but we had quite a bit to say here we talked and i'm only extending while. it i'm only extending it more by talking right now so jeff this is obviously our only one to choose from so True. it's my number one um but uh jeff, and you is it where do you i'm gonna put it at like a healthy three and just leave oh, some God, space yeah <laughs> you get out of here you get out of here right now you just go uh, no, I, I definitely, uh, definitely, it's, it's, yeah. Right now, it is my, it is my number one. Um, I, uh, I have a feeling it's gonna stick around there for a little while, but um, based upon the num- the the films that we have in this list, mm-hmm. I will in almost 10, guarantee you, in, our, in this in this top ten, I will almost guarantee you, it will not be number one by the time we reach well, the I- end of this. I will give no hints at to where this will will last through this next set of ten, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I am looking forward to next week, which is next week, guys. We jump two years into the future for the 1994 film, The Lion King, da- aka Hamlet. You mean Kimba? We'll go there. We'll talk next week. I can see what's happening. We're just going to go into thank other you. songs. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're wrong movie. We're wrong movie. Well, thank wrong you everyone for listening. Thank you, uh, TC, glad to be for back. being here. I'm, I'm glad to be back talking with you, Jeff. This is I, I missed you last week. I missed you as well. It's always yes. weird when I don't talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, I'm wondering what you guys think of this movie. What is? What did you guys think of how we felt about it? How do you feel about it? If you gave this a rewatch, if you have any fine memories, hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash top shelf pod there this episode might be this might be where you're listening to the episode right now so feel free to comment below or like i mentioned already you can tweet at us at tc's big head at random bell yo um yeah and and uh i'm i'm excited to continue on with this next set because we are definitely i think everyone who listens to this show we are clearly in everyone's wheelhouse this is everyone's childhood yep 
this is probably why these episodes will will run a little bit longer than we've because now we will have much more to say. Right, because these are movies that we've we've more than likely seen hundreds of times or yeah, grew up grew up watching. Again, I'm excited to get into these this batch cuz they are newer ones, but a lot of them I haven't seen. So, because nice. we're we're <laughs> we're we're set in the midst of the movies that I was a kid watching that I went to the theaters and I saw that I remember watching in school, but mid 90s i fell out of disney like after yeah. lion king i kind of stopped watching some of these movies so for a handful of years so I'm, I'm very excited to to watch them as an adult and go oh i see why people liked this movie why yeah, didn't i watch it as a kid it. i'm an idiot <laughs> guys i'm an idiot nah you're not an idiot jeff Ah, uh, well, uh, maybe I could be. I don't know. Uh, but uh, thank you, TC, for, for, for rambling with me for 80-some-odd uh, minutes. Thank you, everybody out Happy there, for listening. It. And yes. TC, do the yes. sign-off. Oh, oh, okay. <clears throat> I've, I've been, I perfected it last week. Oh, fantastic. I really think I got, I think I really got it good now. Here, okay, okay, okay. It's better good. This was... Okay, ready? <clears throat> yep, okay, okay, yep. <clears throat> this was a podcast. Yep, yep. We were the people talking. Ooh. And this is a sign-off. <gasps> it's epic now. It only took 31 episodes to expand upon that, that, that sign-off. Get out of here. Get out of here, everybody. 10,000 years will give you such a crick in the neck. Oh, does it feel good to be out of there? Nice to be back, ladies and gentlemen. Nice. Uh, where, where are you from? What's your name? Uh, 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 Aladdin. Uh, hello, Aladdin. Nice to have you on the show. Can we call you Al or maybe just Din? How about Laddie? Oh, hey, yo, hey, lady, hey, come on. Oh, uh, wait, wait, no, I know what's next. I know it's like, you're, you're a lot, you're a lot shorter than my lady. I'm assuming we're fading out right now. We've, we've already, <laughs> we've, yes, we fade. Because <laughs> I would do the whole thing. I would do the whole thing. This has been a production of Ghost Hat Media, proud member of the Ghost Hat Network. Find them online at www.ghosthat.net. <laughs> I like the ending.